Welcome to New Dentists on the Block, a podcast featuring new dentists sharing their experiences in the world of dentistry, successes, challenges, and life in between, navigating dentistry together one experience at a time. On today's episode, we have my friend, Dr. Akshay Thusu. Dr. Thusu is originally from Mumbai, India. He moved to San Antonio, Texas at the age of 15 and has been there ever since. Akshay graduated from Utesca with distinction in dental education, and he has been awarded fellowships in the Academy of General Dentistry, the International College of Dentists, and Dr. Thusu currently serves on the Texas Dental Association's Council on Membership, New Dentists, and Students, as well as San Antonio's District Dental Society's Diversity Committee. In 2019, he graduated from the ADA Institute for Diversity in Leadership. He has served as a board member and membership committee member for SEDS. He serves as a delegate at the international level in AGD and at the state level in the TDA. Akshay mentors students as part of the Great Expectations Mentorship Program with the San Antonio District Dental Society and the Fellow Track Program by the San Antonio AGD. He loves to give back to the community and participates in free dentistry events around the state, such as Texas Mission of Mercy, Smiles for Hope Clinic, and Dentistry for the Heart. Akshay and I had a wonderful time reconnecting at the TAGD Master Track session earlier this year. We both are working towards our AGD Mastership and the TAGD Master Track program is an excellent program that we highly recommend. In this episode, we take an opportunity to talk about a topic that we are both passionate about, inclusion and diversity. Akshay talks a little bit about his experience with the ADA IDL program, talks about his efforts in inclusion and diversity in the state of Texas, and while we both feel that it's very important to be inclusive and diverse as a profession as a whole. Let's get to it. Akshay Tusu, welcome to New Dentist on the Block. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to be here with you in person. We're in Austin, Texas at the THD Master Track, and we've been doing this for a few years now. A couple guess. of years. Yeah. And uh, we're slowly working our way towards our mastership. So really excited to be here. We both presented yesterday hmm. or earlier this week, and that went pretty well. But actually, how do you feel about being here this weekend? I'm I'm glad I'm out of my clinic. I mean, that I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. that for sure. Yeah, preach. Sometimes sure. it's good to be out uh, in the real world and just kind of relishing the time you have with colleagues and friends like you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one great thing about the master track is you have made, well, we make a lot of colleagues and friends for life absolutely and, you know texas is a big state so huge, it's huge. very hard to connect with people in person so when you come to these big uh, conferences and you get to connect with people from el paso i'm from san antonio like some from dallas mm -hmm. like and other people like we have people coming from out of state like washington uh, north carolina indiana and that you just make friends all over the country Absolutely. So actually, please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. So I'm a practicing general dentist in San Antonio, Texas. I graduated 2015 from the general school in San Antonio. Uh, originally, I am from India and I grew up there till the age of 15. And then I moved to San Antonio, Texas, went to high school there, college. Uh, You're repping your to, shirt today. I'm repping my UTSA shirt. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got to show that I'm proud of where I went. Being from Texas, a lot of people are all about UT, Baylor, A&M, Texas Tech. 
but sometimes people forget there are other schools in the state that give you just a great education That's at right. a much more affordable price. Absolutely, yeah. And you end up being a dentist just like them. So yeah, look at that. And uh, I, yeah, you know, it's a college day, so I have my UTEP shirt on, and we have similar colors. Yeah, and but we, are we, sister we had a, a football team before y'all did. I remember when y'all. Yes, except didn't. we just beat them all the time. Well, so like, was well, you rather we'll win more or you rather be? <laughs> I have a longer program. I'd rather win more. Uh, we're, we're not here for that. So we will move on. Uh, but actually, and I met uh, a handful of years ago in yeah. Chicago at the ADA. 19? Yep. Or 18? Mm-hmm. 19. 19. 19. Yep. At the ADA IDL program, which is an excellent program. Mm-hmm. I think that we both highly would recommend uh-huh. anyone who's listening who's interested in the program uh, to check it out and to definitely apply. I think that it was very transformative for me. I, I'm assuming for yourself as well, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it opened your eyes to a lot of things. Someone who is an immigrant from a different country, you think you would have experienced a lot of things already until you start talking to your colleagues from other parts of the country and mm-hmm. you start hearing, wow, their experience, their Very story different. might be the same as right. mine as another immigrant, or but their experience is totally different. Sure. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But you realize that everyone has their unique path to getting to where they want to, Mm -hmm. and you learn the power everyone has within themselves to get to where they are. And I think the ideal is a great way to unleash that power within. Absolutely. And, you know, the ideal program, like Akshay mentioned, uh, brings different people from across the country together and you get to make friends and hear their story. And during the program, you also get to develop a project that you would like to see. And the project can range from you did an oral cancer walk, correct? I did. Should we probably tell them what IDL stands for? Yeah, go, please, I think please. I want to help them. So yep. IDL is a national program started by the American Dental Association. Uh, it's Institute for Diversity and Leadership. Uh, it's a program that started back in 2008. They have had hundreds, almost thousands of people graduate from that program. Uh, it is for any dentist. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be an ADA member. Right. So if you're a dentist uh, who is interested yep. in being a leader and being a transformative leader, that's a great program. Right. Both of us have been through it, mm-hmm. and I think we can both agree. Like, Yeah, and it, it's open for everyone. So I know that there's a misconception that it's it's just for minorities, but it's not. It's for everyone, and it really is great just to see a blend of cultures and yeah. backgrounds kind of come together. And I think the biggest thing is like when you talk about diversity, like sometimes people just talk about diverse backgrounds and they don't realize you end up doing exclusion right. by inclusion. <laughs> right. And that is something, you know, the ideal does a great job of avoiding to mm-hmm. ensure like everyone is part of the conversation, even though it is for people of diverse backgrounds, mm-hmm. everyone needs to be part of the conversation. So Absolutely. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So going back to um, what I was touching on, you do get to do a project during your time there. And so actually did a I oral did a cancer oral walk. cancer screening. And then uh, I was screening, my bad. Was oh, it oral cancer walk, and we uh, the screening was part of it. So oh, cool. it was Very like cool. a dual thing that yeah, we do in San Antonio awesome. with the San Antonio Oral uh, Cancer Foundation. So Very good, very good. And I, I had a, a YouTube channel <laughs> to educate children on yeah. the importance of um, dental oral health and there were cool activities. And go check them out. We'll, we'll link them in the description if you're interested to see what those activities were. But pivoting over to this day and age, you have taken that vision of what the IDL is and have brought it to Texas. Will you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, so the IDL program is, like I kind of mentioned, how it is structured. Uh, We wanted to ensure that it is also something that can be done at the grassroots level. 
Uh, so we have been in talks with the ADA and have great support from them. And we are developing and kind of have almost gotten there. We're developing our very own Texas uh, I, version of the IDL. It's going to be called the Texas Institute, uh, Texas Leadership Institute, or the TDA Leadership Institute. And you know, we kind of presented it at the house, and you know, everyone got it was great feedback. Everyone is on board with it. Uh, it's just certain minor changes here and there. One thing we have made sure we do is we want mentorship to be a huge part of it. Uh, the idea does a great job. They mm -hmm. have the Champions Network that we both are yeah. part of, where we have uh, quarterly calls and everyone from all around the country is there talking about their experience, asking for help, suggestions, and people are just interacting with each other. This kind of has that built in. The mentorship is kind of part of the program in addition to doing a project, you have to kind of be uh, willing to mentor the next upcoming class. That's awesome. And I think that will just create a family. And it also kind of is similar to the the Greek uh, in undergrad. It's the same kind of concept. Like you have mm -hmm. a big little concept, yeah, the same cool. one. And before you know it, you have like generations just getting yeah, together. That's awesome. Working together. So for, I'm assuming it's for Texans. Is it, is, it is a little bit more Geared towards. A gear towards Texas. Okay. It is for specifically TDA members. So you do have to be a TDA member. Mm -hmm. That's the first requirement. The second requirement is for the project. Uh, we have every state has a strategic plan. So part of this is the project that is chosen by the attendees uh, has to be part of the strategic plan for the cool. Texas Dental Association. Awesome. Because in the end, it is a member-led organization, which means the members have to have their voices heard. And if there's something the members decide is a project that they think is there for uh, serving our membership, whether it's in advocacy, is it in CE, uh, anything for new dentists, for students, and it falls within the strategic plan, uh, it is highly encouraged because in the end, it is a member-led organization. I think it's a win-win. You know, I think that those who participate will benefit. They'll be able to share their voices, um, get some leadership training, get some mentorship. And at the same time, the TDA will also be able to grow as well, too, with these ideas. Mm -hmm. I think that's the key thing is, like, uh, there are a lot of voices in dentistry. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of voices that a lot of people hear. Right. And this is an avenue to encourage those who have their voice and for people to hear those voices. And organized dentistry is made a lot of strides in it. It doesn't mean we are where we need to be, mm -hmm. but the key is we are heading in the right direction. Uh, perseverance is key in this uh, aspect. I think mm -hmm. we all agree with that. When it comes, it's a long game, it's not a race, it's a marathon. That's right. And I think we all have uh, recognized that and yep. we know that we have to look at the bigger pictures and kind of sometimes you, know, you, you might take one step back, but after that you'll be taking three to four steps forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that if there's anyone out there who has been involved in organized industry before and maybe hasn't felt welcome, we want to make sure that you feel a, a, a welcoming place. And so if we can, um, us specifically, or anyone else that can do anything to help you feel welcome and welcome you back, uh, please reach out to us and we, we will do our part. When can people apply? So we are still waiting on funding okay. from our uh, sponsors. Uh, we want to make sure we get that done 
first before we actually start asking for applications. Uh, you know, so we're just waiting on that right now. We have looked at the structure of the program and everything, uh, the speakers, the topics you'll be talking about. So all of that is taken care of, the locations, the timeline. We have everything in place. It's just once we get that money and the sponsorship and we get a yes from that, we, before you know it, we will have our first class out there and they will be talking in person with each other and deciding what they want to do for their project and to help their fellow dentists. Exciting. Akshay, in your opinion, why is inclusion and diversity important in leadership? So for me, I think both of us will agree, like everyone talks about inclusion, diversity, mm -hmm. but I, I, I come from a different aspect, I, I come like, I, the goal is actually equity. Mm -hmm. It's not just diversity is the first step. The second step is inclusion. But I think we all agree that equity is where we want to be. And we both have been trained by Ashley at the AD, uh, the IDL program. And you know, the best way to say it, you know, diversity is being invited to the dance. Uh, inclusion mm -hmm. is being asked to dance, but equity is asking what song you want to get played. Mm. And I think that is the key in uh, this uh, feel and this profession and in life in general. You know, we all sometimes don't feel like we belong somewhere, whether it is because you never had someone in your family who was a dentist or in the healthcare, maybe you're a first generation yeah. graduate. And I know coming from UT, mm -hmm. there's a lot of first generation. I went to UTSA in San Antonio. It's like a first generation uh, school. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't have anyone and I still don't have anyone in the dental uh, community, whether here or back in India. So it was totally new to me. And once you find that sense of belonging mm. and after the belonging, you realize that, you know, I, they do care about my voice. They do care about my opinion. You realize like what you can do and you unlock uh, what you have within yourself, the potential. And I think that is the key in that is making sure everyone finds that their participation is equitable. I love that. And I hope that you have also felt welcomed and that your uh, opinions and thoughts have been, I, I mean, I'm assuming yes, but uh, I, I want to- Of course, I mean, you will always have moments where sure. you will have a little friction. I have experienced friction where I was in a board meeting and we talked about uh, diversity and inclusion. Mm and someone who was actually at a much higher position in that organization uh, said that I was using a triggering word by saying diversity. And I looked around and I was like, okay, like you asked me for my opinion, I give you my opinion. I didn't mean to trigger you by saying diversity. I apologize for that, but mm -hmm. it, it, it was a friction in the room. There was a lot of tension. And the unfortunate part of that is that that person is going to be leading an organization and it becomes kind of complicated when people have such opinions and are willing to look at themselves mm -hmm. or look at the makeup of the changing landscape of a profession that you know we need to be more representative and it hinders growth as an individual but also as for the organization and for the profession because mm -hmm when we are in organized dentistry, you know, we are not just advocating for people who are members. Yes, it is a member-led organization, but we are also advocating for our colleagues. Mm -hmm. 
other dentists, right? People who are hygienists, you know, our profession, uh, people in the lab tech industry, mm -hmm. people who are assistants. We are advocating for our patients. Part of the diversity training isn't just for dentists. It is to ensure that the dentist can actually be relatable, be empathetic to individuals and patients of diverse backgrounds, mm -hmm. people from the queer community, you know, how to handle individuals and how to talk to them and reach out to them and actually be create a safe zone for people in the queer community. And you know, nowadays, uh, people are more vocal about, for example, the pronouns they want to mm -hmm. be using. Uh, last week, I saw and I saw a patient, and it was the first time someone ever asked him what pronouns they wanted to be. Oh wow! And the person, his mom, is a patient of mine, mm. and we had a really deep conversation about how he didn't feel safe, mm. yeah, in his own home, uh, in that not like he wasn't being like abuse or anything, but just didn't feel supported. That's a better word. Didn't feel supported in living the way he is and who he can truly be. Mm. And it created a little bit more complicated situation because as Dennis, you know, sometimes the parent is financially going to be helping right, out. Right. So you have to talk about treatment. Yeah. But then it's hard to talk about treatment when the patient themselves says, well, I don't want you to talk about mm -hmm. my pronouns with my parent right so it gets a little bit more complicated yeah. but the key at uh, that so the story of that i mean uh, the end of the story is like they felt like okay i found a place where i know they will mm -hmm. respect me a safe space they find yeah. a safe space they see me for who i am mm -hmm. and i think that was the key and i mean credit for that i'll be very honest goes to my ideal classmate uh dr um, Michael Farmer, mm -hmm. he, I think we both yeah. know Mike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is a dentist out in North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina. He just finished his presidency of the Charlotte oh, cool. uh, I didn't Society. Know that. Uh, yeah, great guy. Yeah, and awesome project that he did. He did a great project, and he did a project about a clinic in Uganda. Mm -hmm. So, if y'all are looking at, maybe you can put a link on that. I don't know. Like he's yeah, doing we'll, a project we'll can, in we'll Uganda, it, sure. and the biggest thing, like he having that one-on-one -on -one conversation with him. And talking to him made me realize, okay, like I need to be there for my patients. Mm -hmm. Part of being a healthcare profession is you're there for the patient. You're not just there to fix their teeth. Right. Right. We it's always talk about you're not treating teeth, you're treating people. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is part of that. And I think that is something I see happening. And I've been fortunate enough in person uh, doing that in my office where. I've had other patients have said the exact same thing. You know, you're the first mm -hmm. person in healthcare who's actually asking about my pronouns. Um, yeah, that's huge. I, I hope that we have more, um, I don't want to say forward thinking, but you know, kind of just uh, acceptable and receptive dentists yeah. out there, um, just who are kind of welcoming and create that safe space in their office. We know that dentistry can be very mm -hmm. invasive. It can be very uncomfortable already. And I think just to recognize a person when they come in and put them at ease, it kind of goes a long way. Akshay, where do you see the future of the profession going? Well, I think if, like, the people say the sky is the limit. <laughs> I kind of don't like that phrase yeah. <laughs> because then the limit is the sky. Yeah. I mean, I would just say there is no limit, mm -hmm. to be honest. And I think that is more, more apt with that. 
the profession is changing, yes, uh, but it is changing for the better. Mm -hmm. We are able to treat and take care of individuals with a lot of issues and a multitude of issues and the spectrum of things we can do for them is changing. Mm -hmm. We are here in Master Track learning about how to make things efficiently, digitally, taking going to the new age. Yeah. And I think that is the key is the the re it's not a revolution, it's an evolution of the profession. It always evolves. And the evolution of dentistry is headed in the right direction. Someone who is from a diverse background, uh, you know, I see people from who I can relate to being in leadership, but also what I see more than that is people inviting people mm -hmm. into the profession. And I'll give you an example. Uh, some of my mentors are not of diverse background, mm. like Dr. Jamie Bone, Dr. Jen Bone in, in Kerrville, Texas. They're my mentors. They're white. Mm -hmm. You don't, and they're in a country. People look at them and there's a stereotype. Mm -hmm. One of my other mentors, Bryce Chandler in San Antonio, he's white. But great people, though. Great yeah. people. And I think people. So welcoming. So welcoming. Mm -hmm. I've had conversations with them in parking lots about organized dentistry, about patients, about business of dentistry. And I've learned so much from them. And I think sometimes people think that they see someone from a different background that they may not relate to them. Mm -hmm. But I think the underlying theme for everyone to remember is we are all dentists. There is a commonality in what we do. We all got in this for a reason and we all share that reason and that passion. So regardless of who it is, I think there is no reason why someone cannot connect with another individual. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the key. Someone opened the door for us. Yep. And, you know, we hope to continue to do that. It's like paying forward. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the goal. Absolutely. Actually, what fuels you as a leader? Well, I don't know. Maybe I don't have anything else to do in life. So that's <laughs> my like, sort of process of elimination. No, for me, honestly, like it's seeing and it kind of comes from my parents. Now, like I said, I came when I was 15. But one thing is my parents, both of them, my dad and my mom, they literally sacrificed their entire career. My dad had his own company, was working in some of the big companies and all, and he stopped that. My mom was one year, two years away from getting a pension. She was teaching at the master's level at the university in Bombay, mm -hmm. and she stopped that so she could come here because the goal was, my, both my parents, their goal was that both their kids, my brother and myself, I have an older brother, so like we would get education in the US so they found out it's easier to earn in dollars and spend in dollars. They also kind of had to make some life-changing decisions, which they did just for my brother and myself. Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons what fuels me is to make sure the sacrifices of my parents is worthy mm -hmm. and it is not uh, looked over. Mm. And I think my parents see that because I'm able to do what I do and I'm able to do what I love it's because of the sacrifices mm -hmm. they made mm -hmm. to ensure that I could go to school. When I came in high school, I would come home for a hot meal. Yeah. The house is clean. Mm -hmm. The laundry is done. Mm -hmm. All I had to do was study, eat, be a teenager. You know, and you know, when you grow up, you start, start realizing the sacrifices of your parents mm -hmm. even more 
my dad, I mean, still like he works 15, 16 hours a day doing market research mm -hmm. and, you know, talking with people from all over the world, trying to finish his projects just so that we could live in a better school district. Mm -hmm. The mortgage was expensive, but he wanted me to live closer to home, uh, sorry, closer to school. So my travel wasn't there. Um, when I went to undergrad, he made sure I stayed at home and the food was there and they would pack my lunches and everything so I could go to school, just focus on studying, mm -hmm. come back. Same thing in dental school. They did that for me so I could go to dental school, do whatever good and come back. I didn't have to worry about money. I didn't have to worry about paying for anything. And, you know, that's where my passion and my fuel is, is to ensure that their sacrifices was worth it and I am able to do what I'm truly passionate about and I'm able to uh, kind of pave the way if I can for others to follow. Our profession is changing and I hope like more younger individuals out there feel like they are welcomed mm -hmm. and you know they get more involved. Well, I always love hearing your story I and mean, I know how, uh, how much you care about your family. I think that you know you and I are very much the products of, of the efforts of our, our families, and uh, we are both very grateful for that. Um, I, I think that, uh, if I may may say that, I, I think another reason that you and I are, are very passionate and another reason, another thing that fuels us as leaders is the opportunity to connect uh, with other like-minded and unlike-minded leaders um, who really want to see the profession grow um, in the aspects of organized dentistry. But I think just like in the aspects of the profession in general, we want to make sure that people have that face, safe space in dentistry um, and that we be outlets for them even when they're going through a rough time. Mm -hmm. I know that you've been there for me uh, during like tough time, like actually help me. And uh, you, you know, we've talked a little, we've little bit talked. about- We've talked, we've had a one or two yeah. conversations, I would say. For sure. Yeah, I think that just like supporting each other, building yeah. that sort of connection and support network uh, in dentistry may be another re reason that yeah, we are I think fueled. We are fueled with that too. It's just, and I think the the other key I would say is like, you know, you, you form a camaraderie mm -hmm. and you from love for your friends and that's what it comes down to like you end up doing what you love right and doing things for what you love yeah like that will fuel you and right. i think that's what it comes down to we both love the profession mm -hmm. but we also love the people in the profession <laughs> that's right yeah, yeah yeah and i think that also is I, like I feel like thing. we enjoy or at least for me i enjoy doing the work that with the organizations that i'm involved in but what i enjoy the most is coming to the meetings and reconnecting yep. with the familiar faces especially since we can't see each other on a regular basis so uh, that's something that i always look forward to is coming to any meeting wherever it may be and just seeing um everyone from across the state and if it's a national meeting people from across the nation and meeting new people too, and I think that's oh, the yeah. thing. And, uh, you, yes. and, you, and you realize, like, hey, there's another Tanya somewhere else over there. I'm like, yeah, like, we need to connect. <laughs> yes, yeah, making those connections, uh, I think, is huge. Actually, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? I don't know. Is there anything that should I share? Ooh, so many things. I don't know if you have enough time, but I think the key, I would say, I don't think we both agree on this, is speak up. I mm -hmm. think that is the key, I think, for this, especially the new Dennis on the Block podcast is yeah. speak up. Like uh, you wouldn't, you will never realize the power of your voice. Absolutely. And I think that is the key is, you know, there will be people who will not agree with you and that's okay. Like I said, I was in a boardroom. I wasn't, they didn't agree with me and that's okay. You know, there are individuals in any place you go, no one is gonna have the same thoughts and the same 
uh, outlook, but it shouldn't stop you from speaking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, be respectful, but speak up because before you you may not realize it, but there's someone else in the room who may have the same thought mm-hmm. and would want to work with you to accomplish the same objective. And before you know it, three years, four years down the line, you have accomplished what you needed to. Right. And you move on to your next project and your next task. And that's key in your growth as an individual, uh, your growth as a dentist, and your growth as a team member. When you go back to your mm-hmm. office, like encourage your team members to speak. I never say the word staff because to me staff is an infection. So I always <laughs> use just I always <laughs> use the term team, team. because in the end I agree you with are that. a team. I think right. we both agree with that. Yep. Being part of organized dentistry, we are a team. team. We are yeah. a team. And that's what it comes down to. And so, you know, form that team, whether it is back where you're practicing dentistry, outside, whether it is in your religious field or, you know, whatever passion you have, cycling, you know. Find that team mm-hmm. that will push you to be the best version of yourself. Very well said. Akshay, if our listeners would like to connect with you or if they have questions about the Texas Leadership Institute, yeah. how can they find you? So you can find me in San Antonio. <laughs> but if you're not in San Antonio, you can uh, reach out to me. I have an Instagram. I don't post much, but I do check it. Uh, it's Tusu underscore DDS. Please reach out. if. Even if you're not in Texas and you have questions about the IDL program, anything to do with organized dentistry, even if it's not dentistry, I think there are a lot of other things I like. I like K-pop. Uh, so one of the things yeah. we did during this <laughs> track we is I presented, <laughs> I presented on K-pop. Uh, so, you know, that's the best part of presenting is I always like to put random things in my presentation that has nothing to do with dentistry. So there's other things you want to connect with, you know, please reach out. Uh, is there anything I can do? You know, someone helped me. The least I can do is pay it forward and help someone else. So reach out to us. Uh, both of us are yeah. accessible. Yeah, please do. And we can kind of help you get to your uh, your goal. Actually, thank you so much for your time. It's always an honor and pleasure to see you in person, but yeah. also to, to chat with you. Uh, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of New Dentists on the Block. If you would like to connect with Akshay, you can find him on Instagram, thusu underscore DDS. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at tsmaestas.dds. You can connect with podcasts on Instagram at New Dentists on the Block. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms would love if you would leave a review for the podcast. If you have a new dentist or are a new dentist and you'd like to be on the podcast, be sure to send an Instagram message to at new dentist on the block. We'll catch you next time.